Welcome, yeah. Richard. Well, Star, thank you very much for inviting me on. It's it's really great to be on here. Thank you very much for inviting me. And I, and I love this whole idea you're doing about inspiring people. You know, it's something that I, I think we, uh, I forget sometimes, and I think we all need to remember that there's so many opportunities out there. So I, I love what you're doing. So thank you for inviting me on. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I'd love to hear, um, and please tell our audience a little bit about you, uh, your past, and what you're doing currently, and what you're really excited about um, for the future. Uh, well, I should say, I've had a bit of a broadcasting past. I actually worked in radio in Radio News, but, um, you know, sort of tying this in with the, the idea of opportunities that you, you were just talking about here. Uh, you know, I started off working in a, in a call centre, in a travel company, you know, wearing one of these awful headsets on my head and being monitored by this computer every time you wanted to you know, go out for a quick break, it would monitor exactly how long you were there. And um, I did that for a short time. I worked for another company and I was always told that you had to get a regular job. You had to work in an office. You had to basically push paper around, shut up, sit there and be there for a couple of decades. And of course, the whole world's changed, hasn't it, from that? And I lasted two weeks at this office job after that one. They hated me. I hated them. And I was unemployed. And I had a friend who was an editor in a local newspaper and I said, can I just come and sit in your office and keep warm while I'm applying for jobs and just chat to you? And I never believed I could ever be a journalist. And I went and sat in there and sure enough, I picked up the phone one day, answered it, started speaking to someone. They started telling me about a story and the next week I was there, I had the front page exclusive story on the front of the newspaper, which I'd written. Oh, wow. And I was like how did this happen you know you just never know when opportunities are going to come up in your life and if I hadn't been there that that wouldn't have happened so I realized that my writing and my grammar was absolutely terrible and uh, I got to know a local radio station started to enjoy just sort of doing little reports for them just purely for free and then I thought okay well now why don't I apply for a journalism course and at the time I was actually told by a member of my family and they meant well, but they actually said to me, you don't have what it takes to be a journalist. Hmm. And I'm, I think we've all had moments like this, haven't we? You know, it's amazing. People, people have been well-meaning and they're trying to protect us, but they've actually said something which made you think, well, maybe I'm no good. You can't do it, yeah. Nah. So went along to this course, did this brutal selection day where it's a knockout day. And if you survive to the end of the day, you have a place on the course. And I got through. I got offered a place. And uh, next day I went to the radio station. They said, if you give up on the course, we will train you on the job here. So I discussed it with the course and decided to, t and they said, take the job. So all of a sudden I'd gone from sitting in an office job that I hated pushing paper to sitting behind a microphone in a studio, being paid to just read news. And it was so incredible that I used to just burst out laughing because I could not believe that someone would pay you to do something like this. <laughs> you know, there's so many jobs that you can get excited about and so many side hustles that we were talking about as well that you can get excited about that aren't really jobs because you're enjoying life. You're enjoying life again. That's true. And I was very lucky and I went on um, very soon after that. I started working for, uh, started doing some freelancing for basically the second biggest news organization in the UK. And within a, a couple of months being there, I turned up one day, the editor was sick. They told me to sit in her, her chair 
because I'm convinced it was because I was the oldest person in the room. So ageism is not a factor. It can actually be a benefit. Um, I sat in this table surrounded by all these experienced journalists. And by the end of the week, she still hadn't come back and I was still in the chair. And a couple of weeks later, they offered me a full-time job as one of the duty editors there. And you just never know where these things go. It went from sitting in an office, pushing paper, not knowing what I was doing, being really miserable, to being paid to do something that was more like a hobby. So um, that, that, that's really my story as to, to what happened. I, I went on to do some, meet some amazing people, um, from campaigners to, uh, in some cases, I mean, I, I met some incredibly inspiring people who were, were caught up in the drugs and solvent world. Um, meeting people that have been through things that I can't even imagine what it would be like. And I, I, you know, I don't know from a listener's point of view, I'm sure some of the listeners here will have been through some incredible things. But it's amazing how the strength can come out of people like that that inspire you because you realise that actually there's so many opportunities out there that we, we can embrace if we, if we really want to. So it, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. And sorry, that's probably quite a long, long description of, of, uh, of how I got to sort of where I am today. And now, now I, work in, um, I work in communications. I, I, I work for some fairly high profile public figures. And also I, I've been training people for years, doing media training and all kinds of stuff with them as well as a, as a bit of a, a side hustle as well. So that's good. Anyway, stop talking. I'm talking too much. No, I love it. I love it. You know, and I, I think this is really great because it also gives other people the motivation and the inspiration to, uh, you know, kind of reach for some of their dreams and do some things that, um, you know, maybe they enjoy. You know, sometimes it's not all about the money. Yes, money pays the bills. But, you know, would you rather have hundred thousand dollar job you know sitting there pushing papers or a fifty thousand dollar job you know being able to do what you love if you love walking dogs and playing with dogs all day you know why not manage a kennel exactly. or something like that but you get to play with dogs all day right so it's a starting point isn't it it's you know when i first got into broadcasting um i went i wanted to have a third cut in my salary and i was earning so little i was having to use my savings to survive but within a couple of years, I was earning four times that salary. So yes, you may start small, you may start your side hustle with a very small amount of money, but if the potential is to be even better than what you're currently doing, then it's a no brainer, isn't it? It's... Right. Oh, I love it. It's great advice. Absolutely. What I think you... find... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I, I think my my main thing, and I, I need to keep reminding myself as well, because I think in day-to-day -day life, we're always thinking, and it's very easy to get bogged down, isn't it? Is that you've got to follow your dreams, and if people say you can't do it, only they think that. If you think you can do it and you're driven to it, you've got to do it, because for me, it worked. Uh, you know, I didn't think about it as some process at the time, but there, it, the evidence for me was very clear, that when someone says you can't do it, they were wrong. <laughs> It's so true. And sometimes it's your closest friends and family. Yeah. That, you know, it, it's um, kind of that misery loves company. Like, no, I'm not, you know, happy in my life. So you're not going to be happy in your life. Or, you know, just not having the faith and confidence in you. <laughs> and I think they mean well. I think they're trying to protect you often because they, they don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. But it's, if that's holding you back. Right. It's so true. 
can you tell us a little bit about some of your um, projects that you're working on now for the future in podcasting? And I, I love one of these, uh, the, the new things that you're doing right now. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, this, this is another thing about hobbies. I mean, you, you were telling me, Star, a little bit earlier about the fact that you worked in, in pet shops when you were younger. I did. And you never quite know where these things can lead, do you? You know, I mean, do, do you think there's a chance you could ever work with animals again? Oh, absolutely. I love animals. So there you go. So is, is there an opportunity you, you might see coming up? That, you know, I don't know if I see it right now, um, but it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting you ask that because uh, currently, so I'm from Maryland in the United States. Um, currently, I'm living in Panama and there are so many street dogs here. I bet. I bet. And it is unbelievable. You don't see that in Maryland. You know, you see a dog and you're like, oh, let me look at the collar and the tag and let me, you know, make sure the SPCA can find its owner. Like you don't see stray dogs and cats like you do here. We walk outside just to where the car is and there's four cats under our car or there's two dogs roaming around the street and, you know, they're just looking for food. Like they have no homes and the street is their home. Um, and that's just on our block, right? You know, I mean, everywhere you go, there's so many stray dogs. So I can probably see myself in the future somehow helping these dogs or creating some sort of a sanctuary for them. I don't, I don't know, or maybe working with somebody else. Um, so I'm not really sure where that will lead, but yeah, I, I definitely have that heart of gold for these animals that are still yeah. streets. But there could be an opportunity in there. It, it, maybe it's not, you know, your, your sort of Warren Buffett approach kind of thing, but he's got a very different approach to life, I think, at times. Um, but if there's the opportunity to make money from something you are passionate about and to pay your bills and to keep the roof over your head while helping others and doing something amazing, I mean, it's... Fine. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a goal of mine. And, you know, obviously, if money were no object, which um, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube video, if money were no object, you know, what would you do with your life type thing, right? Um, it was one of those viral videos a while back. I don't remember who did it. But uh, yeah, I could totally see myself. Okay, let me try to, you know, help some of these stray animals um, and also help some of these, uh, you know, orphanages that are down here. Um, I recently visited uh, one that was actually <laughs> full of teen moms, pregnant wow. teen moms. And I was a teen mom when I was 16. Yeah. Um, since then, I've, I'm married and I have a, another child as well. So I have two, two children, love my son to death, um, would never have changed it for the world. But it was something that certainly changed my life in making me stronger. And and I, I can just see these teenage girls that are 12 and 13 and 14, 15, 16, that are in this orphanage style home. Um, they have a roof over their head, they have food, um, you know, but most of it is done by donations. And, you know, sometimes I go in there and I, you know, just bring a bag of eggs and bread and cheese or milk or, um, laundry detergent, uh, you know, like whatever I, I just happen to feel like I'm at the grocery store if I'm in that area. And the last time I was in there, she said that the girls needed um, underwear and bras. And I was like, okay, let me just go to a store and let me see if I can find some on clearance. Thank goodness I was. 
uh, I was able to and, you know, found some for like two bucks each and, you know, stocked up, just spent, you know, a little bit of money and had a couple bags of some bras and underwear I took over there. But yeah, so it's in a way, it's not just, you know, the food and the clothing and and whatnot. It's really spending time. And I do want to be able to spend time with those kids um, to hopefully help mold them and give them some of the hope that they're not just stuck there with a kid that, you know, there's no father, boyfriend, husband, whatever. Um, Sometimes their families have abandoned them, um, you know, kicked them out. They're like, you know, we don't want you around. Or sometimes it was a rape situation. You know, you you never know what that person went through to get there, Um, but they're there and they need to overcome that obstacle. So I'm not really sure where I was going with that. But But, but I I can scratch a skill that you have, an understanding of what they're going through, isn't it? And that's a skill that that you can use to help others. And the the only thing I, I always kind of come back to, and this is something I've struggled with over the years, because I've had, you know, I have helped a lot, a lot of people in, in different ways just from volunteering. And the problem is, you always come back to this whole thing of, well, how do you keep your own roof over your head? But then there's a big difference, obviously, between keeping a roof over your head and making sure that you're covered and exploiting people. Mm. But but you, you know things like that where you've got you know are there opportunities for those those teen mums to be particularly now with the internet to be kind of doing the sort of the etsy type thing the crafts is there something they can do to give themselves a sense of self there's a a friend of mine who made a um she would describe herself i think quite openly what she did on her website as being a little bit overweight and so what did she do she started blogging about food that you could eat like chocolate dishes that you could eat that you would still lose weight on oh i need that blog and i'll send it to you afterwards <laughs> although she just sold it and that's that's one of the things i don't know how much she sold it for but she started doing it out of sheer fun and to give herself a sense of satisfaction when she was at home with her kids and to give herself a sense of identity and it just grew and grew and grew so you know there's that's that's a mum who's living in a, in a reasonably nice situation but for for, for a teen mum in a, in a home or something like that if there's an opportunity to access a computer their creativity and their sense of being could be helped by someone like you that knows what it's like that knows the struggles mentally to go through that there could be tremendous sense of worth but also they could make a bit of money themselves to give themselves a sense of independence as well instead of just just relying on handouts isn't it I, I, there seem to be so many opportunities now to use you know your skill set for that sort of thing and for everyone to use their skill set i love that uh, you know and i love that idea of being able to teach them something on the computer you know is it something that i can help them with like an etsy style or build them a website or um, you know, use podcasting as a medium, you know, to help them build something, <laughs> you know, so whatever that might be. I was at a, at a conference through, through my, my normal day job um, earlier this year in which um, we had a, a, a whole series of charities from around the world. And one of them was from R- Romania. So if you don't know, Romania is in the far east of Europe. And it's, it's one of the still quite an impoverished country. And this particular chap who came from this very poor community and he came across to talk about the project he'd done. And he'd been very lucky, got a scholarship and he'd gone to university. And he then went back to his community where he was and he used his logistic skills to help them develop a farm. But not just a farm that would feed subsistence farming, but that they could then sell their products. So he basically turned the village into 
intra business. Wow. Um, and everyone got excited about it. Everyone started sort of working together. Now they sell to restaurants right across Romania. And it's this one village that, you know, the prodigal son went back and he showed them how to do it. Amazing. But it, this is the kind of thing, isn't it? Now, with the power of the internet. I love that. These opportunities are there. That, that is great. And being able to 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 use just one little skill set to be able to fund their daily life and be able to, you know, provide something for something of value for another town, village, city. I, that is great. But I think you've, you know, you've got the skill set there to, you know, I, uh, one of the things that I've learned over the years is, it, it, and it's so much online, this thing is about you are your own worst enemy. You are your own biggest obstacle, right? Yeah. And so, so much of our problems are in our mind. And if you've been through the situation and you know personally what it's like and you know what these girls are going through, if you can help them overcome those obstacles in order for them to achieve their potential, that's an amazing skill that you've got. That's something I couldn't do. <laughs> I might have to take that and, uh, and run with it and, oh. and spend some more time with them. Who knows? <laughs> just, just, stri- just struck me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We were kind of going on the, um, the, the thing that you were building and programming and hobbies and uh, things of that nature. Like, what are your hobbies and what are you looking to, what are you excited about and excited to build? One of the things that I've done over the years, and I uh, say I, I've worked with public figures and small charities, small businesses and stuff like this. And, and I quite enjoy that because one of the, one of the struggles people have is portraying themselves to the media. And I think the world has changed a lot since I was in media, which was 10 years ago directly when I was still broadcasting, in the fact that we've now got podcasts like this. You know, there is such a rich and diverse world of podcasting now, and people sharing ideas like we are now with other people, and hopefully them sharing their ideas back. But people are still afraid to share their stories and to share the skills and the knowledge. I mean, I'm fascinated hearing, hearing what you were talking about with, with the team mums. And I think... Uh, and what I would like to do, and uh, what I, I, I've always tried to do, is to help people get their message a little bit clearer. Because I think when people approach an interview, um, they tend to get boggled with, oh, I could say this, I could say this, I could say this, I could say this, I could say this. And, I mean, I'm working with, with someone right now who is in this situation, who is in a, in a, in a public figure and who is really trying to work out what is it I'm trying to say. She is so knowledgeable. She knows so much about this stuff that it's mind-blowing. But in order to do a three-minute media interview, she's got to condense that down. And uh, it, uh, what I like doing is helping people to clarify that, that stuff. I mean, I'm probably doing a really bad job of it myself here. But um, I like people clarifying that so that they can then go on to interviews and really excel and share their stories so that others can benefit from it. And it's something I've done for years, and I, I've been a hobby programmer. I've been coding computers since I was 15 years old, which luckily people can't, can't see us at the moment if this is just in audio, but I'm not 15 anymore. <laughs> um, it was a few years you ago. You just look 16. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind, Star. So I've been coding for many, many years, and I've never done it professionally, but I started building this app with the idea of helping podcasters and guests connect. But 
one, one of the struggles I always found is that it's hard to connect with people uh, when there's so many people out there, you don't know whether they're going to agree, whether they're going to be nervous, whether they're not. And the whole idea of the app was to turn this into a, a kind of almost, it's a bit of a funny way of describing it, but it's almost like a Tinder for podcasting, where you can just see who you want to talk to, see who's got an interesting story, click on it, and kind of get them booked on your show in a few clicks. Interesting. Now, would you have like a, a little voice memo just so that they kind of get the sound of their voice or how they speak? So the way I've done it so far is just simply to have links. So in other words, if you've got, I mean, one of the things that I will say to people is that a great place to do an audition tape is YouTube. Because if someone can click a link and see you on there, they instantly know. Within a few seconds, you can tell whether you're going to gel with that person or not. Mm -hmm. Now, you just, their movement, the way they start to talk, whatever. Um, So there will be, be that. But also, one thing, this is a big issue, as you say. When I was a news editor and I had to, say, fill a two-hour program and I had half an hour to do it, I would always end up going to the standard people because I knew that they would give me a good interview. And that meant that I missed out on all the people that that could be podcast guests now because I just didn't know whether I could trust to know that they were going to be any good. So the whole way of getting around that was I thought, okay, well, why don't we just have a simple reputation score? Now, it's a bit like with your Airbnb and stuff like that. But instead of someone going, you know, I mean, how do you define whether someone's good on a scale of zero to ten? It's, it's, it's like saying, you know, how sunny is it today? Well, it's sort of roughly five, it's a good six or seven. <laughs> so what, it, what I did was, again, I thought about this and I thought, well, how, how could we approach this? And what it has is a series of six questions that you answer based on different aspects of, of what it was like in that experience. And then it generates a score for you. Um, so you never have to know what score someone gave you. Um, it just calculates a, a, a sort of algorithmically a score. And then mm-hmm. people can see, well, are they someone that just never turns up? Are they someone that doesn't bother following the subject of the podcast or talks about something else? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can see from that whether they've got a good enough score. And if they've got a good enough score, you know that you can put them with confidence. That's the theory. We will <laughs> find out when it actually launches. Um, but it's called Guest Snap, and that's what I'm working on at the moment. It's It's my kind of project to try and connect people because i think there's such as i say so many stories out there that need sharing and i think if i, I if i can help do that i mean that's why we're connecting now that's why we're talking now because we've got stories to share very cool <clears throat> is that so this is an app that um really any podcaster or podcast guest or potential guest would download so ideally it will be in the app store or Google Play. No, actually, it's I'm hugely passionate about this this business called web apps now. And in fact, if if people also are a little bit programmy, um, look into this stuff because in the past, what you had was a situation whereby you either had to program for an Android phone or an Apple phone, right? Mm-hmm. But now with web apps, you basically write it for a browser, and it works on anything. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just a website, but you can design it now to look like an app. Um, but then you write it once and you, you tend to think, okay, well, if I look at a website, it can't look at a GPS position if you wanted to use that, or it can't take photos from your phone. Well, over the past two years, they've now developed it so much that you can, so you can do all that from a website. So if you're thinking about going down the app route, I would strongly suggest looking at web apps now because... And that's, that's what I've learned, and that's what I've built this on. So it should, in theory, work on an Apple, iPhone, Windows phone, you name it, anything, tablets, computers, the lot. 
Okay, so then in the future, as people are listening to this, we'll just have to um, guide them to your website. Absolutely, yeah. Which which will be? Guestsnap.com. So yeah. guest, S-N-A-P.com, guestsnap.com. Very cool. And do you have like an anticipated go live date? I would love to say that. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I've built something to go public. I've built lots of things for myself in the past. Um, so it's going to start testing with friends the end of this week. Oh, very I cool. reckon hopefully two or three weeks of that and hopefully I can start getting on some beta testers. So if anyone wants to sign up as an early tester, um, then then please do. Just go to the, You can go to the website now and you can sign up now and I will let you know as soon as it's, um, as soon as it's available on that one. And, and the whole idea is that the, the, the basic model, because obviously I've got to think about how do I fund it if, if people want more features, but the basic model, which allows me to do it relatively free because all I've got to pay for is hosting, will be completely free. So I, I want it to be free. So. Oh, very nice. So this will be a really great value add for any podcaster, anybody who has stories to tell or wants to be a guest on a podcast. So um, I like how you mentioned in Airbnb, you know, you have reviews and it just yeah. brought to mind like Uber. Um, you know, I don't use Airbnb that much, but Uber surely has the, you know, yeah. hey, this, this driver's car was not clean or hey, he was smoking or whatever, you know. So you, he doesn't know what people told um, other people about, <laughs> you know, that particular thing. I want to be careful, though, because uh, it's a bit like with the TripAdvisor. And I, I bet you, you use TripAdvisor as well, right? I think we all do. Yeah. You, you, when you read it, you kind of have to filter it because you know that the people on there are either, either paid by the place or they're really passionate or they hated it. Mm. And there's no one in between that kind of goes, it's not bad. And I, I'm always worried with those written ones that people will either write over a good or bad thing. So I'd rather have it so that it's done algorithmically. You answer the questions and you won't even get a score until at least you've done three appearances. So it will take, a, it will take all those three into consideration. And then no one's going to end up with a, they were absolute rubbish. And then someone else going, they're absolutely brilliant. It's like, well, who do you trust? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a kind of calculation of all those different things, I think. I, I was really cautious about that. Yeah. And that's an interesting point, too, that you have, because bad news travels fast. Yeah. And it, you know, just going to a restaurant, if you have a really bad experience, you're going to tell 10 people. Yes. If you have a really great experience, you might not say anything or you might just tell a person. Yeah. So, yeah, bad bad news definitely travels tenfold. Yeah. And one bad thing can ruin someone that was great but had a bad day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, all, we all have bad days. You know? Yeah, or just a bad moment. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, the challenges of life. um it's like you it's like you uh you doing your cookies the other day oh the cookie podcast yeah i love that one i love the fact you tied it in with it well no my my moment and if anyone hasn't heard this yet you must listen to that episode is where the police try to stop you i that that was a great bit of podcasting i love that Thank you. <laughs> I won't say what happened because people should go back and listen to that one. They should go back and listen. All right. So I'll, I'll give the listeners a, a heads up. Go back and listen to, um, ooh, which which number was that? I believe it was number 
five um, on cookies. And <laughs> about halfway through, a policeman was um, standing at the corner of the, the intersection and, you know, traffic was really heavy and <laughs> he was uh, ready to give me a, a, a ticket. But I had my phone in my seatbelt <laughs> right on my shoulder. It was quite interesting. So, um, yes. <laughs> For those... This is a really funny moment. I love your reaction. I love your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, so how can um, people connect with you right now? Just your, your website? Is there... Yeah, website. And also, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Weirdly, Instagram seems to be doing a lot better than Twitter. And I, I just... I've never used Instagram before. And it just it seems to be picking up by a few every day. And it's weird that. But it's, it's literally guest snap again. So it's guest, the word guest, and then S-N-A-P. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm, I'm posting videos. So... Um, I'm doing little videos whenever I do some training with people or if I'm doing preparation for stuff. I did a little video of me preparing for this interview as well, just thinking about what, what I could maybe say that would give people value and all that kind of stuff that I'm, I'm posting on there as it goes along. Tips and anything like that I can think of as well. So feel free to meet me on there, absolutely. I love it. And I am brand new to Instagram as well, so I'm... Uh... Definitely, it's new, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's an experience. It is an experience. I love it. <laughs> All right. So I think my final question that I have for you is sure. what would be your definition of reaching for the stars? What would be my definition of reaching for the stars? It would be saying to yourself, what do you really want? And if you don't know what you really want, think what you don't want and work out what you want. And then going for it. I used to, I just remembered this. I used to have something that I said to myself, which is that there is no point dreaming about anything unless you plan to go for it. So dream about it and make it happen. I, I wanted to, you know, the, 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 journalism was one thing. I wanted to do rally car driving, racing driving. And I was so passionate. I worked out how to do it. Even when I was on the lowest income I got, I saved enough money. I only did it twice a year. I put all my money into it because I wanted to do it. I made it happen. I wanted to learn to ride horses. And I, I, I found a course on a website and I booked it. People said, how do you, how do you go and do this stuff? And it's like, go online. <laughs> you can find these experiences. If you want to jump out of a plane, just book it. So my definition of reaching for the stars is if you're not dreaming, start dreaming. Think of something ridiculous and then work out how to make it happen and do it. I love it. I love it. And I hope this gives other people inspiration. Oh, I'm sure this is going to give other people inspiration. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in reaching for their dreams and goals. And um, you've even given me some great tips and ideas. It's it's inspiring to hear about you as well. It really is. I I think it's... I just hope everyone just goes after after their full potential. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rick. Thank and, you. Uh, really appreciate you joining on uh, today. And I hope you guys uh, find value in today and take some nuggets from, from Rick as well. And visit him at guestsnap.com, his website, Instagram, Twitter. And you guys have a great day and reach for the stars. Superb. Do you think any of it recorded? <gasps> Please don't tell me this. <laughs> 
And that's when I found out that my voice recorder had died in the middle of our interview. So I am so glad that Rick had a backup and was able to send me his recording. So I hope you enjoyed this. (laughs) Please visit his website if you're a podcaster or interested in podcasting or being a guest. And uh, visit his website at guestsnap.com. And please join our Facebook group, Reach for the Stars and Smile. Have a great day.